0: Welcome to the Hearers and Doers podcast. I'm Becky Kaiser, and I'll be the host for this show. Do you need a space where you can show up just as you are? This is your place. Dry shampoo, crying kids, messy house, and barking dogs are all welcome here. Do you need a cheerleader who sees all your amazing potential and unique ways God's called and created you? Done, I'm signing up as captain. I'm a certified life coach and Bible teacher with decades of experience who isn't afraid to tell you the truth you need to hear. Some weeks I'll be sharing practical and encouraging and sometimes correcting shows, and other weeks I'll be introducing you to new and old friends. You ready? Let's go, my friend. A few weeks ago, I decided with some friends to do a Bible study for the fall, Um, and we're keeping it super simple. We decided for 90 days we're going to just read through the New Testament in chronological order, and it's been really refreshing. I have to tell you, it's just been very refreshing to just read through God's Word, read it chronologically, read through it verse by verse without commentary from other people, without um. A specific guidance. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Y'all know I love Bible studies. And I personally, for my time with the Lord, I pop around through all different directions, just kind of whatever the season calls for. But right now, it has been really refreshing to just read through. But I've actually been having to wake up a lot earlier, which hence the yawning. Um, And um, reading through the New Testament and our, something that came up in our discussion this past week I felt like I wanted to share with you all so badly because um a friend said something in the group that I've been chewing on a lot so I I'm still processing but I would so love to get your thoughts on it and I want you to get to chew on it as well so where we're at right now in The New Testament is where Jesus has, Be good. My goodness, please laugh at me. (laughs) For how tired I am. I have been like in a super clean out mode right now. And so I've been staying up way too late. Just like, it's like the middle of the night hours is when I can get the most done. Um, And because of that, I'm constantly exhausted. Okay, so back to the Bible. Um, Where we're at right now is like the beginning of Jesus's ministry when he first started out and he was calling his disciples and he was going town to town. And when he was doing those things, what we saw him do is he was doing a lot of miracles. And those miracles included healing people and casting out demons. And as that happened, as he would go from town to town and village to village and temple court to temple court, is these crowds would begin to follow him and these crowds would get larger and larger and people would come and they were astonished and amazed. And, you know, after reading this and now now that we're, um, because we're reading larger chunks and we're reading across all four Gospels at the same time because we're doing um, the chronological look, you're kind of seeing the same story through different perspectives. You're seeing it... um, where you might see this story about this healing, then because it's chronological, then you see this other story of another healing at a different time from a different person, and so the the um, the amount is it's um, exponential. Um, is it exponential? You feel it more. <laughs> you feel it more when you're reading through the gospels um chronologically which i don't i don't know if i've ever done before um, so with that i i've just been thinking like okay lord you this was so important to you right this was so important to you to do healings and when i've read these stories in the past the question um the question that i always walked away with is like What does this mean? Should we still be doing this? And let me, let me put this asterisk on it. Our our group, like you have a, when you do Bible study and you have a small group, you can kind of go several different ways with it. You can go, I want to study the scripture and know what the scripture is saying. What is it saying about God? What is it saying, um, what does it mean? It can get very intellectual and that's great. It can or you can go very practical with it how do you apply it to your life what does this mean to you or you can kind of have a mix and mesh about both Um what we decided because there's so many study tools available um, that a lot of us are utilizing is we decided we wanted to make our discussion time about answering questions that we had um, whatever they were related to, whether it was theological, about God, about life. And also that a lot of the questions I would be pushing would be, how does that change how we live? So um, just to give you that context of that's where our focus is in discussion time right now. So when, when I was looking at this initially, my thought was, okay, Jesus, like, should this be us? Right? Should this should this be us? Should we be going out and doing these miracles and and I know there's for those who get into lots of theological debates, there's people who would be in camps saying no, we can't miracles like that don't exist, and others who would say yes, they can. And oh, I'm just not here for that today. Um, but it was interesting because, um. A girl in the group, we, we, ha- there was two very, very good perspectives in the group. One um, is a friend who's in the group who's over a um, ICU. And she said she obviously processes this concept of healing all the time, right? Like as a doctor who literally sees those who are coming before them, wanting their lives to be saved right like she sees this constantly she is constantly going before the father begging for lives to be saved and healed um so this is a question she is constantly bringing to the lord i was so grateful she was there that day because um her her insight into scripture and her humility before the lord is so real um it, it was an honor to like get to learn from her that day. Um and she really she pointed out on this time like this is how Jesus entered into the world. This is how Jesus was able to stand out. This is how Jesus was able to make his name great. This wasn't about us. This wasn't meant for us to replicate. Um and then a friend, another friend in the group who has no medical background, She's a mom and she she stays home with her two girls and she said, you know, what's interesting about Jesus here is you know, we can go to any hospital, right? Like if if we're sick, if we have if we have cancer, we have a broken bone, we aren't without options, right? Like we we can go to a hospital and we can get treatment we can go to a doctor's office and we can get medicine or we can get a cast or we can whatever we need to do we have options these people who were going to Jesus they they did have some um health people but they nothing like what it is today and so that's where Jesus's miracles were so miraculous because for people who were sick they didn't have the same type of hope that we have because there there weren't as many uh, options for healing that that we have today so um that's so she said jesus did something that that wasn't the people couldn't find anywhere else and that just got me chewing so taking those two people's perspectives of one of Jesus. Jesus did something that was uniquely for Jesus. This this isn't for us to like be just like him. This was Jesus's mark as he was beginning his ministry. But also the context of what my other friend said of Jesus was offering the people what they could not get access to anywhere else. And that's why the crowds gathered. Because I, was asked, I asked them, I was like, why don't the crowds gather around us now? Like, it's actually the opposite a lot of places that oh, you're a Christian, and people, like, literally step back a little bit because they're like, eh. <laughs> you're weird, you're strange, I don't know what this is about. And to the point where you almost feel apologetic when you tell people you're a Christian or if it comes up at all and you're having to, like, show people you're not that weird one. And um, and so my question to my friends was, why don't, why don't people crowd around us anymore? Why aren't they bringing themselves and their friends and their family members, they're sick to us. and um, and so then our conversation was just going and I couldn't stop thinking about what my friend had said that said, Jesus offer them something. nobody else could. but I also couldn't stop thinking about my friend who said, but Jesus did what only Jesus could do. And then I and then I just thought, you know what? okay so maybe maybe our job today and i'm not saying we can't do the power of the holy spirit i believe we could do absolutely anything it, to me it's like who are we to say we can or cannot do something so i'm just going to get into those arguments because that feels so um ignorant and prideful all at the same time um but if we want to be like Jesus, if we want to offer people what they need and offer them what they can't find anywhere else, what is that? So when you look at your, so ask my friends, when we look at our community, so we live in the Woodlands, Texas, which is a suburb north of Houston. And I asked, I asked my friends, I said, when you look around our community and you think of the women that you interact with, what do they need that no one, they can't get really anywhere else? Maybe sort of, just like there were medicine, they were healers of the time. There were things that they could sort of do, but they, not really. What, what could people offer What could we offer people that they can't find anywhere else? And another friend, a third friend, said authenticity. Man, she hit it on the head. That's it. Authenticity. Maybe that's different where you live. Maybe the answer would be different for your community or your culture. But I think it would probably be something pretty similar to that. And I've just been chewing on that for the past few days and I wanted to share that with you because I don't think the miracle Jesus is expecting you to have, I don't think the faith Jesus is expecting us to have is to have crowds lined up outside our doors and we heal people of cancer and we heal people of uh, leprosy and the common cold and flu. I I think the miracle you can do is to be vulnerable and authentic with your neighbors. I think where you could be the miracle worker is when you're on the soccer field sidelines or in the dance rehearsal halls or the teacher's lounge or at lunch with clients where you are authentic, where you're not playing the games where you're not playing a part. Be strategic, be intentional with your work, with the things that you do, with the things you're involved in, for sure. But what if you are yourself? What if you aren't trying to be anything else or anyone else? And when people are around you, it just feels like a breath of fresh air. So much so that they feel like then they can be themselves. That would be a miracle. And if we all chose to do that, I wonder if the crowds would gather around us too. James one twenty two in the ESV says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other act on what you hear this podcast is called hears and doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming women are men who choose to not just hear what is true but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives i'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode would you share them post them on social media and be sure to tag me at becky kaiser and if you love today's episode don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.